0: This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Welcome. When this podcast, I'd like to have a second run at the parable of the prodigal son. I, last week in the reflection, there were so many things I wanted to try to share, but I just didn't have time. So I'm going to give it a go in this uh, reflection. So this is the prodigal son, take two, if you will. As I've shared on previous occasions, one of the resources I rely heavily on in my own reading of the parables of Jesus is that wonderful book by Robert Farrar Capon called Kingdom Grace and Judgment, where Capon gives his own exegesis of every parable Jesus told. Well, in reading about the parable of the prodigal son in Capon's book last week. I came across this line of of Capon's that just arrested me. He said, all too often we make the house of forgiveness, the house of God, as presented in the parable, into a penitentiary. And oh man, that hit me. It got me to think of over the, the centuries and thousands of years, the way religion... Has been used to control or modify people's behavior, uh, stating who's in and who's out, and often for good reasons, for the survival of the community, and uh, that people should behave in appropriate ways so everybody is safe and can thrive. There's been good reasons, but it certainly has been taken to extremes. And, uh, boy, the idea of turning the house of forgiveness, the house of God, into a penitentiary, boy, it it just arrested me, thinking of the prodigal son on his way home, if I could just be a hired hand, not even thinking of being a son anymore, but just, oh, if I could just be a hired hand. And what that says to me, in Jesus' telling of this story, we have turned God's un conditional love into conditional love all too often in the history of Christianity. Practically, here's what I mean. So let's imagine uh, you come to a church meeting and you are overwhelmed with the love, the freely given loving acceptance of God, and and you uh, commit yourself to this group of people. All too often what we have done is to say, if you're going to remain as part of our group you have to now start tithing and you have to stop drinking and you have to stop running around and 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 so we place all these conditional these behavioral conditions on people to continue to receive the unconditional love of god and and we have in many ways in too many places so many times turned the house of god's forgiveness into a penitentiary. And I am so deeply, deeply troubled by that. Capon continues uh, in this wonderful book I'm referring to. He says, look, in heaven, there are only forgiven sinners. But in hell, too, there are only forgiven sinners. And the sole difference, therefore, between heaven and hell is that in heaven, the forgiveness is accepted and passed along, while in hell, it is rejected and blocked. And he concludes there's only one unpardonable sin, according to Jesus, and that is to withhold pardon from others. Oh, these are thoughts that certainly stir deeply within me as I am working to to help pastor a group of people so that we become more like Jesus. And the slogan we use at our church is following Jesus together on the way of radical love. Well, now, uh, back to the book I referenced in the reflection last week, Henry Nouwen's The Return of the Prodigal. How, Nouwen has this great line that I love too, and I didn't have time to really address fully and says, and he's quoting Jesus here, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never, never, never enter the realm of God. And now in comments, Jesus does not ask me to remain as a child, but to become one. Oh, golly. There is so much wisdom in, in that little phrase. I'm not to remain childish and petty and and a bookkeeper of who's right and who's wrong, but that I'm to become a child trusting in the goodness of our God. And the goal here, according to Nowen, is not that we remain either child in the story of the prodigal son, the prodigal son, or the elder brother. We're not to remain either child. But the goal, the, the whole momentum of the story, is that we become like the father figure in the story that we become like god that we grow up and i have in my own life uh, come to believe uh, it, it, i don't know where i heard this but it's something i hold on to i call it one of the uh, unwritten spiritual laws of the universe and it's simply this you can't give what you don't have You can't give what you don't have. And so, if we're going to become like our heavenly parent, if we're going to become a loving, compassionate creature, as God is described to us by Jesus, then we must receive this compassion and mercy and grace from this incredible God. Jesus is quoted as saying in Luke chapter 6, verse 36, he says, Be compassionate just as your heavenly father or mother is compassionate. And the, and the Greek word there is oiktyrmon, which means compassion or mercy. But Jesus says, We are to become as compassionate and merciful just as our heavenly parent is compassionate and merciful. I think it's uh, smelling the aroma. Of this kind of teaching, Saint Augustine, centuries later, would write, "It all really boils down to simply love God and do what you want." I think Augustine's thinking in is, if you're really loving God, it's impossible to not forgive others or to hurt others. If you're really loving God, it's impossible to do harm. We're told in the book of Genesis, at the very beginning of of all things, that human beings, you and I, were made in the image of God. The imago dei is the Latin phrase. We're made in the image of God. And my friend, I am convinced that it is God's desire that we grow up to become like God And so I'll conclude this impromptu mini-reflection on the parable of the prodigal son. This Sunday is the fifth Sunday of a month, and the, the church I work for lets me have the fifth Sunday off, so I had some time this week. So here's the question I'd like to leave for you and myself to consider over the next week. If you and I, if we are going to claim the name Christian, if we're going to uh, tell others that we are Christian, then the question is, will the others in our lives be able to recognize a family resemblance? (laughs) Will will they look at us and see in us any resemblance of what Jesus is like, of what God is? is like.